Hello and welcome to the Meeting Gold Podcast. My name is Samuel Mealy, your host here. As always, we have a great uh, <clears throat> we have a great guest today, Steve. Steve, can you give a little intro to the audience today? Um, talk, maybe give them uh, what you do for a living, where you grew up, that kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, first of all. I of really course. appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, my name's Steve Daynard. I am a mortgage broker in the Niagara region here with Mortgage Architects. I've been in this space for about eight years now. Grew up in Toronto, born and raised, and we moved to Niagara about 11 years ago. Absolutely love it. And uh, we're going to live out uh, our lives here. It's a fantastic community and we're super stoked to be a, a part of it. That's that's awesome. You know, I actually talk a lot with like real estate agents, especially right. about the Niagara area. And they're always like, you know what? you This isn't a first home buy location, but it's like your third or fourth or fifth and it's your final, you know? Well, so I think it's interesting too. I think originally when we first came to Niagara, you know, there was a lot of really great value. And then in 2017, team we went through a bit of a market correction and then yeah. so we saw prices you know cutting get getting back to more normal price level and what happened there was is that you know we started to see a lot of people coming through from toronto trying to get deals still, yes you know yes and then so i think that that has normalized itself a little bit now because i think that the market's more you know reasonably priced yep. um but yeah it's an awesome place to be that's wonderful. So let's dive in a little bit to your background. We won't sure. stick on that topic. Yeah, no and then we'll kind of get into what you're doing now, how yeah. you built the business that you're, you're, you're doing. Um, so give us a little background. So you lived in Toronto right. um, for how long? Born and raised. So wow. like, I, I worked there for 30 years uh, and, uh, and I retired when I was 49. And sorry, what were you doing uh, yeah, in so Toronto? I, I was a manager with the Toronto Transit Commission. Wow. Okay. And yeah. Had a great job. With the, but, you know, uh, we were, I was commuting, you know, uh, back and forth from Niagara to Toronto for about two and a half years. And uh, it's, it's a different lifestyle. Yeah. You know? And so we had an option to retire uh, with full pension regardless wow. of age. So I, I got out when I was 49, but I knew that was coming. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And so I thought, ah, financial planner, you know, cause I work, yep. with, I work with numbers. Right? Yep. 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 And I fell into um, the mortgage professionals Canada website and I went, Oh, mortgage agent. Oh yeah. We use a mortgage agent for our first mortgage. That sounds kind of cool. And literally everything happens for a reason. I swear it seems like within that week, somebody who worked for me, we were out for dinner. His wife was there. She's a mortgage broker. No way. We get talking. No way. I'm just like, what? Like I was just looking at the website. What do you got to do? Yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I said to her, sign me up. What do I got to do? So I got my certification, got my professional designation the whole year that I was still working. Yeah. And then in 2014, January, retired and entered into the mortgage space from there. Wow. You know what? I got to be honest with you, Steve. It, it, uh, it shows on like social media and stuff like that, that you didn't do this job for the money. It's very, very clear. Right. And that was really important to you. So kind of dive into like, what are some things you value in the business that you're doing right now? Um, how you grew it? Like, what are those values there that you hold to your clients, question. relationships, <laughs> people who aren't clients, friends, et cetera, et cetera. That's a really good question. Thank you. You know, and, and, and so I think that it's important, you know, whenever you are a professional in a space where you can get paid really well, I think if you try to lead with your transactional in nature or you're in it for the money only, that becomes very transparent and people know 
that you're a salesperson yep. and, 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 you know, so that kind of dilutes your authenticity. Okay. Right. And, and so I think if you really focus more on trying to be able to provide value and being a resource for people, good or bad, sometimes you can help them out. Sometimes you can't, yep. but if you're straight up and you're calling a spade a spade and you're providing, you know, useful information for them to maybe get them into a better space, I think people appreciate, they might not want to deal with it, but I think if they look back on it, they'll appreciate, you know, that yep. insight. And so from that, by doing and providing value and service, the money follows. Yes. But that's not your focus. You know, so I think that's very a really clear. Yeah. Distinction. yeah. Do you know very, what I mean? You make, you make it very clear because I, for anybody back up, um, Steve and I met kind of through social media. Right. You actually were supporting me, right. uh, kind of ghosting, supporting me right. to start. And then I was like, who's this Steve guy? He seems like a nice guy. Like he's really liking all my stuff and that kind of thing. And, and so I was like, Hey, why not have him on? And it was very clear to me that you don't do it for the money and that you actually just enjoy it. Like you genuinely enjoy it. So, you know, a lot of people are trapped in jobs that they don't enjoy. Right. Um, we don't have to dive into the 30 years yeah, you had it no, no, no. in Toronto or anything like that. But what was it like getting into something that you enjoy? What were the steps you took? And kind of what would you say to somebody that's trapped or trapped, not necessarily trapped, but sure. scared Feeling to- like they want to change. Yeah, venture, yeah. you yeah. know? So I, so first of all, I, I never really leave my life with the shoulda, coulda, woulda mentality. Interesting. Sure you think, you know what, maybe, you know, I should have done this. But I think the more important takeaway from something like that is whatever you've done up today has made you who you are. And there are skill set and ideally transferable skills that you can take from one space to the other. 100%. So for example, you know, my, you know, prior uh, background, I work with people, I work with numbers, I work negotiating, you know, contracts. So I found that that moving into the mortgage broker space was really easy. Sure, I maybe had to have learned legislative compliance issues, et cetera, to make sure that I was I was competent from that capacity. You have to learn product, but the core foundation on who you are as an individual, how you treat people, your values, your morals, not wanting to compromise yourself. And it's interesting too, you know, it wasn't that long ago where a lot of mortgage professionals were kind of one level up from a used car salesperson mentality. Right. There was not a lot of credibility in the space, you know. Well, the industry industry's really done a lot of work trying to be able to flip that around That's so fantastic. that we are professionals and we're not compromising on falsifying documents and all that stuff. Like, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm not saying there aren't people still out there that are like that. Yeah. It's certainly not something we're going to do. We had talked a little bit before we got, in, got, got on camera here that, you know, um, your reputation in any market is everything. 100%. And once you compromise yourself, what that says is that says that you're open to being compromised again in the future. Future. And people might not know that because they said, oh, you got to go to Steve because he'll compromise, you know, your, your file. You know, they might not know that. But I think that comes through as a result of how you represent yourself. Yep. And yeah. I mean, there's so much to unpack there, but really what I was catching on was, you know, reputation's everything, which is something we hear very often. Right. But there's a lot of people out there that don't know um, if they have like a... a hard-headed mentality or if they're like not like somebody might what i'm getting at is somebody might think that they're open and honest and and but they don't listen to anybody else they just focus on what they're doing focus on themselves and focus say i know what i'm doing you're not listening here's here's what you have to do type of thing so i this is a tricky question but to somebody like that 
maybe can you give us like, how would you test yourself in seeing if you're the true you, if you're really grasping what you could truly be in business? Let's say. That's a great question. So I I think that if you're in a space and you need to really get a grasp on what other people are thinking, saying, doing, you need to ask them. And you need to be able to step back and say, you know, I may perceive that it's this way because that's my belief system, my observation, my my mental framework. Your paradigm. That's how I'm looking at that things. But then if I said to you, hey, Sam, um, uh, what's important to you in, in in this space? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you give me, you know, feedback and I'm like, holy crap, I never thought of that. Yeah. So what that's doing is that's changing your paradigm. So I think it's really important for you to be able to have conversations with people and seek to understand, speak less, let, let your audience speak to you right. so you can truly understand and say, okay, you know, I think I got that wrong. Yeah. You know, I thought it was this way, but it wasn't. And so I think that's very powerful. And you need to make sure you're doing those check-ins regularly. You never know at all. You never have all the information. You never have all the knowledge, right? Things change, right? So I think it's super important to be able to have those conversations regularly. That that's so true. I mean, you you answer. I didn't know what I was expecting in that answer, yeah. but it was it was perfect from what I was hearing. Like honestly, asking questions is the best way to show you care, right? To show that you want the best for somebody. You're wanting to learn. You're wanting to expand your knowledge base, right? Yeah. It's, it's crucial. And I think that's why I I love your answer so much is because a lot of people forget about that. You know, a lot of people don't do check checkups, call them checkups. Mm -hmm. I got to work on that more, especially is getting to know like, you know, your, your employees checking up. Hey, what do you feel like? Do you feel this deadline is, is too, too short? Do you feel that you need a little bit more time? That kind of thing. Or even with clients, Hey, be honest with me. Did you really like this video or did you really like the experience that we had? You know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, it, you learn so much so quickly. hundred percent. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and I think it's interesting too, that if you also have conversations with people that are in different industries, so I think there is a bit of, a, uh, yes. there's a bit of a group think that happens yep. because once you, and I found this in the mortgage broker space, once you dive in, you look to other people you perceive are successful in, in the industry. And then you look at the ways that maybe that, that they are approaching their audiences or the way they're advertising. And you think that that's what everyone does. That's not always necessarily true. That might not resonate with you as an individual. And I'll give you an example. You know, our industry is very rate driven and very rate sensitive. And that's important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are a lot of potential loopholes when it comes to accessing bargain basement rates. There may be constraints that happen as a result of that product you're getting into. Right. That may be an issue for you in the future. Right. Right. And that's where it's going to cost you the money. Okay, so I learned very early that I don't lead with price. Interesting. We're interesting. Out, we're out there to get our clients the best deal. Do not get me wrong. Okay. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that if you as an individual, if your goals are A, B, C, D, E, and we align you with a product that doesn't align with your with your short and long term goals, I'm doing myself a disservice. Yep. I'm being more transactional in nature because all I want to do is land the contract today. Get that sale. And yeah. then what's gonna happen is that people are gonna get disillusioned. Okay. Did you know that statistically almost seventy percent of people that get into a five year term, okay, 
have a need to break that mortgage contract about three and a half years. Wow. So if you are three and a half, and that's relocating, need to refinance, need a larger home, marital change, you know, uh, workforce relocation, whatever that looks like. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. So if I'm putting a client into a five-year product, and I know statistically there's a really good chance that they're going to need to break that at about three and 3.9 years, okay? I want to make sure the product that I put you in does not have any major constraints. So financially, it's going to cost you big bucks to get out of that at 3.9 years. Right, 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 right. Now, you may say to me, Steve, you know what? I'm good for five years, okay? But I'm going to explain to the client, listen, I know you say that now, but statistically... This is the case, and here's what I think is a better fit. This this is your financial future. You can make the judgment call, but it's my job to give you the information to say you might want to consider this, and here's why. If you don't take that that, that, that advice, that's fine, but at least I've done my job in trying to position you yeah. so you fully understand that. And it goes back to making sure that the client understands the situation that they're in. You know, it's right. it's like... The real skill in jobs like that, so any advice jobs, financial advisor, mortgage agent, those kind of things, to be able to explain and dummy down what the situation is, what it could look like, what it could turn into, takes the most skill, honestly. Well, because I, I, it's so it's so hard, right? It's like, you know, some people are like, well, to, to their customer, well, how do you not understand this? No, no, you don't, you're not, right? right? right. But being able to stay calm and when somebody makes a... a remark that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's like not apparent in the situation that you're dealing with being able to kind of dummy it down i say not because they're stupid sure. but because they're not necessarily in that it's industry in a way they right hence why they're hiring you right. right so to kind of be able to bring it down to a level so that they can understand it empowers them right and can you kind of talk a little bit about empowering your customers empowering your clients to be able to feel confident in you and the deal that they're given and in the future that you're helping them achieve. So that's a great question. Thank you. So I think it gets back to our our, our conversation a little bit earlier where we were talking uh, uh, about asking questions. Yes. Okay. Yes. The other component to that is, is trying to understand what your um, uh, client's uh, preferences are. Right. You may be an analytical person where you want all kinds of numbers thrown at you. That's the way you process information. You might also be an individual who potentially just wants to know the Coles notes, like, you know, like package it up for me, give it to me in a way that I can digest it. And if it sounds reasonable, I'm going to go for it. Okay. Or I might be a person who is rah, rah, sis, boom, ba. As long as everyone's (laughs) having fun, uh, honestly, it's really irrelevant. I I, I, I don't care about the details. I trust you, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to be able to understand, you know, your audience, that person, how do they want information delivered to them? And can I adjust, you know, my delivery so that I'm satisfying what their expectations are? Right. Right. So I I think that's a really important skill set to understand and that's so you're then giving them the information that they can digest and make an informed decision and be happy. I couldn't agree more, right? Steve. Honestly, it was really well said, truly. Did I answer your question there? Yes, you did. You Oh, 100, 100%. There's, there's so much there to unpack. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Um, now, let's move on a little bit sure. from that topic of clients, customer relations. Let's talk. I think we only got maybe like five more minutes. Sure. Um, so let's go over your networking. So right. Steve, you got in the, in, into the industry pretty late. Now that may have helped with the people that you know, because you were older, you were 49 ish, yep. 50 yep. around there. Yep. Um, so you probably knew some people that you've got, 
you know, hey, man, uh, hey, Jimmy, I just became a mortgage agent. Hey, why don't we sit down and have a chat? But getting clients that you didn't know, you were very experienced in that realm. So could you shed a light on how did you get clients? How did you network? How did you build those relationships first coming into the industry as a very professional person already off the bat because you know somebody might be 22 years old listening to this podcast and wondering they want to get into more they want to be a mortgage agent and they're looking for somebody like you who's been doing it for a very long time and been in the relationship building area to help them build that client base so could you shed a light on that yeah yeah. so i think this is a great question and i think this is a great question that is relevant no matter what your age is that's so true when you're getting into a space that's new that is 100 percent commission you don't have a paycheck coming every two weeks, okay? Yep, yep. Um, and I think what happens is that a lot of people gravitate towards friends and family. But my observation experience has been that when you're new to a space and you're relying on friends and family, and then you find out that your sister got a mortgage with you know, a, a chartered bank and didn't use yep, you, yep. You're, at, you're asking yourself, well, well like, like they know what I'm doing for a living. How come they didn't you know, use my services? And I think that really talks to the fact that it takes a while for people to understand that you're now in it to win it, that you're competent in the space. And this isn't something that you're just, you know, just trying on. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to financial information and your credit bureau, your credit history, you're really bearing your soul on the line with that person you're having a conversation with. Right. Right. Especially when it comes to friends and family, people might not be so forthcoming to have that conversation and to admit that maybe there was a period in their life where they didn't do so great when it came to managing their credit. That's a really hard conversation to have. As an individual, have you even reconciled that? Have you made right. amends at trying to be able to improve your own situation? And then for me to come to you to be able to bear my, my, my soul and say, hey, I screwed up. This is, you know, so I think it takes a while for people to be able to say, you know, Steve's not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So I think that those transactions happen as a result of, you know, just time. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So so letting time kind of play that, play its course in terms of building relationships with people outside of, you know, family, friends, that kind of thing. You hit the nail on the head. Okay. So this industry is, and many industries are all about relationships. Yep. A hundred percent about relationships. You need to know, like, and trust me. We need to make sure that we are on the same page you know, I need to resonate with you so that when you take a look at me, either through a podcast or my social media presence, or even just picking up a phone, it has to be congruent with who you are as an individual. If I represent myself in the mortgage space as blue pinstripe suit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a conversation with me and you're like, hey, that dude totally is not blue bin striped suit. Yeah, There's yeah. a disconnect because I responded to that, that advertisement as a result of that image, that representation. So I expected something, something. And when I, when they talk to me and they find that's not me, well, then I've done myself a disservice. There's a disconnect on who I am as an individual. I want to represent and attract people who like the way that my mindset is, you know, uh, the way that I speak, the, the information I'm delivering to, all that stuff. Because yep. then there's a congruency with that. And what happens there is, is that you're more aligned to do business with me because we have rapport. Interesting. Like, 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 like okay, you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. So, so I think it's very important to represent yourself as an individual as to who you authentically are as an individual. 
Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was very well said. And I, you know what, to be honest with you, to break that down in what I kind of heard, you know, give yourself time, especially if you're young to, to build those relationships, <clears throat> excuse me, to build those relationships and ultimately, you know, get new clients because it's not going to come right off the bat, right? right? It's not, it just won't. So you got to be patient. You got to give yourself time. And then on top of that, being the real you, right? So being the person that you want to be, whatever that looks like. And you know what? People are going to gravitate towards it because you're open to being the real you. You're not fake. You're not phony, right? And I think it's, it's, it's reasonable also to, we all change as individuals. So it's fine that you are evolving who you are as an individual in a, a professional space, et cetera, et cetera. Just make sure the message you're delivering aligns with who you are right now. So true. Right? So true. Uh, and it's fine to grow. There's nothing the matter with that. Yeah. You know? Doesn't mean I couldn't evolve if I chose to evolve into the blue pinstripe persona. Yep. That's just not me as an individual. But doesn't mean that maybe maybe that's where I want to get to. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that you're branding your story, you know, everything that your messaging is aligned. And I think it's also important to make sure that you are a member of a community. Mm. So what that means is, is that, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier about the fact that Niagara is kind of small market compared to GTA. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and, and word travels very fast. Okay. So you want to make sure that you are above reproach, you're credible, et cetera. And there's a lot of really great networking opportunities. I know networking sounds salesy. Yeah. But I think it's an opportunity to build relationships. It doesn't, you're not going to be that person, at least I never was, that felt like I need to hand out cards to everyone that I met. Yes, that's that so true. Be- that, be- that becomes diluted. Yep. If you can go into a situation, you can make a couple, one or two really great connections. Awesome. Yep. So that's kind of where the long game kind of comes in because you can't just dump on 50 people at a Chamber of Commerce event and expect to get business. It's not going to happen. Relationship building. And when you think about it, how many relationships can you truly develop and cultivate that are meaningful hmm. the number's not 50 right exactly that's way too high yeah. maintenance that's way too high maintenance yeah okay yeah so you need to make sure that you are picking a level say maybe exactly 10 people maybe a couple of real estate agents a couple of financial planners a couple of insurance people you know a couple of real estate lawyers so break down that 10 yeah and now focus on making those relationships awesome yeah, 100%. Steve, yeah. you absolutely killed this, man. When you <laughs> awesome. said you did this again, I you did this before. I was like, okay, yeah. And then hearing you talk, it's like, I appreciate thank that. you so much for coming on. Um, all right, well, listen, we've, we're out of time, basically. Awesome. But Steve, yeah. you covered so much. And you know, to anybody getting in the mortgage space, um, or anything, you know, what you want to contact Steve. Steve, can you just give us a contact or yeah, something to so reach out? Yeah, just reach out to uh, my website, uh, themortgageguyniagara.com. There's a contact me form there. You can book a, an appointment type thing. Happy to spend time with anyone, even if you're not in the mortgage broker space. Love to talk about social media and networking, you know, ways to be able to, you know, grow your business. And I think it's super important that, you know, I can learn so much more from people who are not in my space. Yes. Maybe there's a better way to do things and maybe I just haven't thought about it yet. Yeah. Or my industry hasn't approached it like that yep. yet, right? 100% yeah. Steve. So we'll make sure to uh, link that in the bio there. Yeah. The Mortgage Guy, you can find him on Instagram. I love the Mortgage <laughs> Guy. It's such a good brand yeah. name. So thank you so much, Steve. And uh, to anybody listening, thank you. And uh, that's a wrap, guys. We'll see you later.
Thank you for listening to this week's Golden Guest on the Meeting Gold Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, make sure to check out our other content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, make sure to leave us a follow while you're there. Thanks, and have a golden day. Thanks.